guys. This is a uh, treat for me. This is almost like a, I know you're going to blush, but like Super Bowl Sunday for me because I love running so much and um, podcast is all about encouraging more people to put on those running shoes and experience the thrill and the joy and uh, the health benefits that come with running. So here today we have Shireen. Shireen? Shireen. Shireen. Okay. Shireen, we met. She's a uh, Olympian runner. We met at the uh, Lakeview Run Club on Tuesday. Um, I went to go get some video for uh, KJ's highlight. She was on the podcast a few weeks ago, one of the co-admins of the, uh, the Run Club. And just happened that you were there. It's great timing and it was great uh, um, to see. We got to run together, which is kind of yeah, cool. And we, uh, you know, you don't get to run with Olympian all the time, but it was kind of cool because we bonded over language and travel and uh we spoke some french on the run um and i was just like wow thank you for you know being you because you're pretty cool <laughs> yeah it was a good run it was fun and it was uh, i'm glad we we met on the run as well it was it was fun to speak a little bit of french since uh, i haven't done that for a while now so it was nice yeah yeah so i i uh it's a treat because i like appreciating people and doing a little bit of research um so you have a wikipedia page which made it easy for me right i didn't have to go searching everywhere um and it was really like it's like all i needed to know really it was just like okay i got a good idea but that's i almost prefer no it's not it's not a big deal either way but um you know for everyone who hasn't read your wikipedia page we usually start with like uh, you know where were you born you born from i'm from beirut lebanon beirut yes okay so Born and raised there. My family still lives there. Um, I left home when I was 13 years old. And then I uh, went to France. I lived there for two years. And then from there, I came to the U.S. where I started my, uh, well, really training for skiing. And then uh, just being in Utah and being around, surrounded by other skiers. And just kind of, that's where my journey started. Yeah, okay. So let's backtrack here. Uh, you went to France uh, to study... Uh, it's it's called slalom, right? Or yeah. Ski. So the reason I left Lebanon was because uh, being in Lebanon, I mean, we do have snow. A lot of people think it's just the desert, but I just wanted to be able to go to school and then train and then get that nice balance between the two. And um, so my parents were like, "Hey, just go to France and be able to do both of them." And then uh, I was super excited to do that. Obviously, when I was there, I it was like. I was very sad to be away from my family, right. but um, so yeah, so lived there for two years. Uh, I lived with my coach where, you know, he would drop me off at school in the morning and then pick me up wow. in the afternoon and then just go skiing and then come back home and then do homework. And it was near the Alps, honestly, right? Or... We lived in Annecy, so we trained Annecy. in a place yeah. called uh, Le Grand Bourneau. Okay. And then in the summer, we would go to um, the Alps, so we'd go to uh, Val d'Isere or uh, teen and just train there so yeah no yeah. I have cousins who like love going there um, it's beautiful yeah I actually still haven't really done much skiing in the Alps it's like I can't believe <laughs> I haven't done that yet um, how many times I've been to France but so what what prompted you going to Salt Lake City so um, then the Olympic Games were the 2002 Olympic Games were you know going to happen and then my family were like hey how about if you just go to Utah and train on the ski hill and get that experience and then uh, there's a school there it's a private school called uh, Roland Hall St. Mark's and so they said to me just go there and you can do the same thing you're doing but in the US and um, again the idea of being able to train on the slopes where the Olympics were going to happen mm -hmm. was to me like almost like a dream come true so packed my stuff and then uh, came to the US yeah and so you know back on the parents thing like how much obviously they exposed you quite early to skiing but how much of it was them pushing you into it versus like you just really loving it i think it's a little bit of both uh it was definitely you know me loving the sport because like i would come back from school when we were in lebanon and there would be world cup skiing on tv and i like literally turn it on and just sit there and watch and like almost study every turn and see what they're doing and i'm like this is what i want to do and um, I grew up with my family, they're very active. So both my mom and dad, they both ski. So uh, every weekend we go to the mountains and uh, we go skiing and they always kind of 
told us to just always try new things, not not to be afraid and um, and see what happens. So it was a little bit of both having them being so positive and then me just loving the sport so much that kind of helped me. Right. I think it's like the beautiful marriage of both where you kind of need that even to yeah. find success. I think my parents, the nice thing I think is my parents never pushed me. So they never said, like, even if I do a race, they were never like, oh my gosh, you did bad today. Or it was never like that. It was just, it's okay. You know, if you don't like it, stop. If you like it, you enjoy it, keep going. And I like that because they were never pushy and they were mm. never really super involved, but they were extremely supportive. Okay. So that's great. And, and you basically, uh, I mean, you were born in Lebanon. So like, did you, when did you first get citizenship? Are you an American citizen now or no? Uh, not yet. Not Actually, yet? I just did my U.S. Uh, civic test two weeks ago okay. so I passed just nice okay so, that's an interesting yeah. process yeah my parents had to go through that too and uh <laughs> well yeah so like you you got to be a, a flag bearer twice right for Lebanon in the in the Olympics uh three times three times yeah the 2002 2006 and 2010 Olympic Games um okay. so yeah so it was uh Salt Lake City Italy and then uh, Vancouver okay and what's that like uh is it like you get tired eventually walking around with that is it heavy and, you know it's not heavy they give you this like flag barrier where you just like put the flag in you definitely get nervous especially if it's a little bit windy like oh my gosh don't drop it like and you want to make sure you want to swing it a little bit <laughs> to give it a little bit of movement you know kind of show it but it's you get nervous yeah. and especially like walking it in uh it just all the you know the excitement and everything yeah. like something's bad gonna happen <laughs> but no it's really it's really fun it's it's incredible. It's an experience that I will never forget. So yeah, do you like get to hang out with like the other flag bearers, like yeah, at the start and finish and stuff? Yeah. So before we start the opening ceremony, they put all the athletes kind of in a stadium before we actually go to the main stadium, and it's really fun because you meet all the athletes, and that's when you exchange all the pins, and mm. you know you just meet um, different people from different countries, and some of them that you you know. They're world class, or you know, you just see them like, oh my gosh, like you're right there. And yeah, do you have any like idols that were like in that time? Like, um, there was one skier which was like Alberto Tomba, but I don't think he was on my like, I think when I started doing Olympics, he was almost like retiring, but he was definitely someone that I always looked up to. Um, and after that, it was just like a bunch of people that just inspired me more than like that's what I want to be like. It was just more like I want to be as good as them, right? Um, and but there's you know a lot of people along the way that yeah. well that at that level you can't be too awestri- awestricken by people right you know because exactly. you have to compete with them so you can't like exactly you can't put them on a pedestal you know because exactly. uh, they're your equals I and mean, you should consider yourself almost an equal to them so um yeah so there's not too much like oh get my autograph because it's like hey yeah. guys like be professional yeah, like, the, <laughs> exactly but there's there's a lot of times where i just like walk in and i'm like oh my gosh is that you and i'm like, like Mike, no i was thinking of phelps so these were the winter games and uh that's really so this is a great story and so i mean that's why i'm excited is you love you're good at skiing um you know been to many games and then you met your husband on a plane flight right yes and was it headed to chicago or where was it so after okay so it was my last year graduating like i was it was my last year at the university of utah and i was coming back from lebanon and it was really interesting story because I had a standby pass, like a, you know, the ticket that somebody would give you. Because I was in college at that time, so I was like, ah, I can't afford a ticket. So my friend's like, my mom's a flight attendant, she can give you a ticket. So it's almost whatever C is on the flight, that's how you got on. And my husband was an ex-pilot. So he used to fly for Comair. Now they don't exist. But anyways, long story short, he was in Dubai visiting friends before he comes to Chicago and start his new job and I was coming from Lebanon and we met in Dubai airport we were literally the last two people to board the plane mm. he was on standby I was on standby I get there to the gate and they're like oh my gosh I'm sorry but this guy over there is ahead of you and I was like how is he ahead of me I could have stayed another day in Lebanon like mm. this is terrible what am I supposed to do in Dubai and I could start crying and then he comes up to me he's like don't worry I've been stuck here for three days so if you need anything, like you can hang out and I'm like, I need to get on this flight. Like this is going crazy. And sure enough, right away, they called his name to get on the flight. And I was so mad. I'm like, you just gave me this whole speech about like, staying with me. And now you're going to give it to you. Like... Yeah. 
He's like, my friend are waiting for me, like back in, I think he was going back to um, um, Chile for skiing for like his last trip. He's like, my friend's been waiting for me. It's been three days. I've been stuck here. Um, so he just left me. And sure enough, I'm standing there, like staring at the guy, like you must find me a seat. And finally he gives me like a boarding pass. He's like, here's your seat. You know, it was economy, I don't know, like 40A or something. I was so excited. I'm like, I can't wait to get on a flight. So here I am, I'm like running to get on the flight. And then he, the flight agent follows me. He goes, hey, I'm so sorry. This is your new boarding pass. He gives me a new boarding pass and takes my old one. And the new one was like 1A. So I like got upgraded on right, top of right. it. So I was very excited. I walk on the flight and someone's sitting in my seat. And I go, excuse me. Because you know, like at the end of the flight when people start shuffling because they think the everybody boarded the plane yeah so that lady like moved around with her family yeah, yeah. she's like i'm sitting here with my family we have this whole row i was like i'm i don't care like this is my seat like come on like you have to move so anyways the flight attendant comes and she's like hey would you mind sitting next to that gentleman over there <laughs> and it was ronnie my husband yeah and i was like what are the coincidence that my boarding pass got changed and then we sat next to each other. And like, then the family like moved, like that family moved, and they moved to open up for you, or to this is like just it was to, meant to be, you know? Exactly. That's what I think. It's like faith, you know, like kind of like this happened. Like this woman moved out of her seat. She was supposed to be sitting next to him, and I ended up sitting next to Ronnie. And so, yeah, for thirteen hours we had drinks, we had breakfast, <laughs> we watched movies. Like it was great. And so that yeah. That is like a movie, and they gotta make a movie about that. But then it would be kind of a boring movie because, ah, no, actually that's not true. But if you just you wouldn't just watch someone in a flight the whole time. But like I'm sure it was just like an amazing experience, and that's just like the beauty of uh, that's when you really just smile and you go wow. Like I don't know what's out there, but yeah. it's beautiful how things work sometimes, you know. And, it and, is, and honestly, like I was, I had the in my mind, I was like, come back, go to Salt Lake City, finish your last year, and then I wanted to go home. I feel I felt like I was away from home for so long that I just wanted to get some time with my family and sure enough I met Ronnie I'm like wait change of directions I might want to stay in the U.S. now and so that's how things kind of shuffled around um but then like him and I separated because we we're going from Dubai to Atlanta so in Atlanta we separated I went to University of Utah he went off in his mm -hmm. you know uh, to meet his friend and then he was coming back to Chicago so we stayed in touch like through phone and like texting mm. and stuff like that and I think so we met in August and the next time I saw him was October did so, you guys kiss on the first no no nothing, flight? nothing no, like that no. <laughs> all I remember was he we stopped in Atlanta we went to a coffee shop he bought a muffin and he cut it in like like green quarters and I was like who does it? like who, <laughs> who does that with a muffin and he was like yeah I was trying to share it with you and no nothing happened we just hugged and went our separate ways and I didn't, I didn't know anything about him, like if he was in a relationship, yeah. he didn't know anything about me, but we just connected, like, yeah. hey, it's good to have friends, and then just kind of go from there, so. So then you met a couple of months later? Yeah, he was like, do you want to come to Chicago? And usually I'm not the kind of person who just throws myself out there and like counts on someone else to just, you know, invite me to a new city. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll come to Chicago. And I... I still remember I got here and he's like, hey, I forgot that I had like, um, he was looking for houses. He's like, I have a realtor, I'm meeting them at this address, so I can't pick you up from the airport. I'm coming from Salt Lake. I'm like, this is a big city. I don't know what to do. I literally had to take a cab from the airport to meet him. And I was, I remember how nervous I was because I'm like, I don't remember what he looks like. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was that bad. But um, we connected right away again. Like, it was just awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. And then you just, from then on, stayed in Chicago pretty much? No, or? I stayed here a week. And I think that's when, you know, we kind of yeah. connected and uh, got to know each other. And I think we knew that was like going to be kind of a relationship thing. And then, um, but yeah, we stayed in touch after that. And every three weeks or so, he would either come to Utah or I would come to Chicago. And then we just kept doing that until I graduated mm. and I moved to Chicago. So, wow. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I saw some pictures. You guys are like a great looking couple. You got a nice dog, big dog. <laughs> Pretty you. cool. Uh, and you guys, you were at the, the Blue Angels. You were checking out their their planes today. You showed me some pictures. Yeah, that was that really was cool. cool. So my husband, my hobby is to run. His hobby is, you know, he loves flying and still wish he can do that. But, you know, eventually he'll get 
maybe to do it again. I think he's just kind of doesn't know. He doesn't know if he want to make it back to being his job or just kind of a hobby. So we have our own plane, so we fly it everywhere. And oh yeah. We always say like the reason we have it is for our dog, so she can come with us. <laughs> so that's why. But yeah, so we went there today because we wanted to um, just kind of do a little bit of flyover, and then yeah. the blue angels were there, so it was really neat to yeah. uh, to see them. Today or was. Uh one of my favorite running days it was because i <clears throat> trained for the marathon so i did uh like 15 miles down the south side and back and literally like there was no better celebration than i always end at oak street beach yeah. and i like i usually hang out or i you know i'm friends with whispers and i kind of like uh you know basically i'll jump in the water and then i'll go sit and there's like some good house music usually and i just kind of dry off and and just sit and enjoy uh, but this time I got to like literally going in the water and it was very wavy and these blue angels are just flying everywhere above That's me amazing. and I'm like I have that runner's high and there's there's all the planes and I'm just like oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good it was like a, it was one of my peak experiences and um, yeah I mean today the energy on the on the lakefront was incredible and really vibe off of that and, and you know all the smiles and yeah. sharing smiles and I think that's one reason Chicago is a great running town now speaking of that so you really didn't start running until you got to Chicago right did Chicago kind of light a fire in you for love of running yeah it did because so right after I came so I moved to Chicago in 2012 um, so I at that time I didn't have a job and then being a non-US citizen I had only one year to find a job so I was just kind of like hopping around doing some things here and there but nothing really like I wasn't working the first couple months so I would go and walk around the city and every time I see people either running or biking so I'm like okay like I didn't want to do I wanted to be a normal person and I would say normal because like my whole life I grew up just being very competitive always on time always training and just kind of on a schedule so I just wanted to come and just kind of do my own thing and sure enough like this competitive like side of me was like starting to come back out I'm like oh my gosh I have to do something I can't just like let that sit and I decided to start running and I remember one of my first races was the Shamrock Shuffle which is an 8k in Chicago and you know I heard this like it's a big race everybody does it it's like huge and I remember doing that race going home and just sitting on the couch and being like oh my gosh I'm so tired that was the longest race ever that was an 8k <laughs> I was exhausted but at the same time, I was like super excited to do it. And um, I told my husband then, I was like, we should run the Chicago Marathon. It's like one of those things you have things yeah. to do in life. And I just decided to like register. And I was like, I'll run with you. We're running together. It would be awesome. Um, I obviously did not run with him. I We probably ran like the first mile or yeah. two. And then I was like, see ya. How old were you at the time? Uh, 2000, what, 2012. I was like... 26 or so oh okay so um it's a good time to like start doing marathons like it's definitely an, an older person sport you know for, yeah. for the peak of it or it seems it seems most people don't get serious about it because it's like i don't know young people sometimes don't have the attention span or it's just like it's sometimes considered boring to them you know you know how you get better at yes. meditation and, yeah. and later in life yeah. you're more you're more chilled out you know less anxieties less excitement you're just but I also think like with running, it's not, you know, a lot of people say it's the age, but it's also you mature, the more you learn, the more you become experienced at it. So, you know, when I first started, I was like, oh, I'm going to go all out from the gate, like just crush mm -hmm. it every time. And you slowly learn that you get out, you do the mistake and you're like, what am I doing wrong? And some people like, they tell you, you need to slow down and like gradually get mm -hmm. into it. And you almost listen to it but you never apply it until actually you do it and then you learn from it and you're mm. like oh shoot that was like terrible maybe i should try to go slow it's really hard because you just want to go all out yeah. it's a race and it's really hard to yeah. kind of like teach yourself to not do that yeah when i start my runs i <laughs> i just get so excited uh and i, I run like right through um like north pond and yeah. there's all the flowers and, and it's like so beautiful and then I usually like get a little like some tears uh -huh. I, I get some tears of joy yeah like at the start yeah and with the house music like i just can't help but like ah let's go, let's go and then like again. all the faces on and then 
And then, like, the way I'm training down south, eventually it gets kind of boring after Soldier Field. Yeah. Um, and it's like you're in, like, a desert, and it's like this is, like, when this starts hurting and the pain starts, and you don't have any more smiling faces to yeah. look at, yeah. and you're kind of tired of the music, and you're just like, wow, like, I got to go all the way back, huh? But, like, at least I, I, forced, I pushed myself down here. And in those moments today, I was wondering... Have you ever thought about like putting like painkillers in like in your goo, like like, Did, like <laughs> have, an Advil? Have any, yeah, like, like putting like Advil like like midway in marathon. Some Does anyone do, do that? that? You know, yeah, some people do that. You just kind of like take an Advil along the way or something. You know, like I mean, it's same as taking a salt pill or right, like it's people, legal, right? Yeah, it's absolutely legal. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm amazed. Like I think that's my. I but might are you start in pain doing that. Well, or is it just more mental pain? Well, today, like for some reason, like my knee is uh, is hurting a bit. Um, one of my knees, but yeah, um, I think it was some of it's just like strength. And then I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fixing it with some like turmeric and different yeah. joint medication. But like, um, yeah, right now for some reason my right knee is hurting me. Uh, otherwise, I don't think I have tremendous pain. But yeah, the knee is hurting me a little bit. But uh, ideally, you don't need it, right? But yeah. at the same point, like, yeah, some people. I don't know, like, marathon is painful a little bit. Is, like, there are moments that are painful. I mean, is it better just to embrace that? I think it could be better just to embrace that. But at the same time, like, I don't know, like, to enjoy it more, you could just pop a few Advils, you know? Like, you could. I mean, it's not, it's definitely not an illegal thing. And But it does, I think it takes, like, 30 minutes to kick in or something, That's right? plenty of time for people who are hurting. To get back. <laughs> but, like, you definitely do fast dissolving. Anyway, I'll think about this one. But, but you definitely <laughs> could, yeah. I don't see why you wouldn't, you know? Yeah. Um... Yeah. All right. So uh, it's just like a thought I had today. Um, and then also like managing your nutrition is so key. Like um, I, it's kind of a funny story. Like I went to Sangria Fest yesterday. It was all right. It was all right. But they were handing out like, oh, free sandwiches at this place. And we were like, with my friends, we were like, oh, it's kind of, we're going to this other party and it's like on the way. Might as yeah. well get the sandwiches. Yeah. It's called like a Chiba Hut or something. Oh, geez. And uh, anyway, like not not really quality or it was tasty but it was like yeah. stoner food like not really what yeah. not really great nutrition for running 15 miles so anyway I, I had to do a pit stop humble myself uh at the port potty but uh have you ever pooped in a in oh, the olympics of <laughs> no no not an olympics i've actually never done it anyways because i have a little trick before a marathon the morning of i take emodium and you and just so... let everything out well, yeah, because it doesn't let you go to the bathroom. Right. So it pretty much like... Oh, you, you block everything. I block yeah. everything. And I've, it's always been a fear of mine that this will happen. I had a friend who we were doing a half marathon. I remember at the finish, like she literally just went. And I think she just like lost control. She was mm. super dehydrated. Um, but again, like it's a fear of mine. So before every marathon, I take Imodium just to avoid it. Uh, it's the worst when you finish the marathon. You're like, I have to go to the bathroom but I can't go to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> um, I know, yeah, it's but, really tough one. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I, you know what? I mean, you got to do what works for you, you know, yeah. as long as it's legal and you're doing the right thing. And, you know, if that's what works, that's all, you know, you just got to do it. Yeah. But again, if you're running a marathon, you have to go to the bathroom. You might as well. It's stop. not the end of the world, you know, no. it's not the end of the world. So many, that's why they have photo parties along the way. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm interested. Usually I can do a whole half marathon without it. I think we talked about this on our run. Uh, I'm kind of more of a fan of uh, carbo loading the day before um, with some good, you know, good quality uh, whole grains or whatever, and then some vegetables, and then ideally having a really good poop like right before the race yeah. in the morning, clearing it out, and yeah. then just running off all the carbs. Um, but then you, you told me that you're more of like a goo person. You like gooing the whole time, like the energy. So the... I used to take the goo, and now I just uh, being on the because this year I'll be on the elite for Chicago Marathon, so I get the bottles. Uh, so I get inside of the goo, I'll have liquid, like my mm -hmm. bottles that I actually mix them with uh, Morton. There's different kinds, but I Morton? use Morton. Do you, that? do you know the brand Morton? It's more like uh, sugar and water. Okay. Literally, that's all it is. It's um, it like Powerade-ish. It's know, all, yeah, yeah. It's kind of without like the coloring, mm. but it's very, it's supposed to be really good for your body. And like, you know, my body, it works well for my body. I practice it now at training. So I make sure like on race day, it's nothing unfamiliar. Um... So I usually, I'll have a bottle every three miles. So I will take that. Mm. But I'll also like tape a gel around the bottle just in case I feel like I needed that extra mm -hmm. nutrition. And um, like we were talking at the, on the run, it's so important to have that nutrition at the beginning of, yeah. the, of the race. So like the more, you know, liquid you can get in or gel. 
at the beginning, the better you'll be. Yeah, it you takes know, a little time to process yeah. and your body takes time to digest. Because if you wait, you're like, oh, I feel great. You know, like mile six, I feel awesome. Mile 10, I feel awesome. And you don't take anything, it will hit you hard yeah. after that. So, Yeah, speaking of like all these performance enhancers or, or like strategies, <laughs> what, do you, what do, are, are there runners who you think are like using like illegal substances to do it? Or I feel like you don't hear that a lot about than running. You don't hear a lot about like, uh, I guess the Kenyans are just so good, right? I mean, like they don't need anything. Yeah. Or... Is there any any aspect of cheating in running? You know what? It's funny because I hear more about cheating and running than I did in skiing, which is crazy. Uh, but there's a lot of people that, you know, take substance to just kind of like get that second edge or Expand whatever. their lung capacity or yeah, like which is, whatever. which is so sad because like at that moment, it's like you don't know. And then you find out two years later that, you know, they got... Take it, their medals got taken away from them because they that's did happened this. in running oh many yeah of course oh, okay yeah. i i i don't know why why i asked that it's, i don't even want to know like <laughs> there's know, so many know, little things you can do to gain an edge that are natural or even like yeah. not even close to illegal so like yeah. um, but that's the thing i try not to think about any of this stuff yeah. because it's out of your control there's not it's not our job our job is to like or job, i say job but like our thing is to just go out there and run and enjoy it and you know? And that's the beauty of running is uh, for the joy, right? So exactly. people ask me right now, what are you going to run? What are you aiming for? And I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. Like San Francisco half marathon. I I was training with a group. We we're doing like nine minute pace, chilling. And then the day of the, of the half marathon, like I was doing it for charity back on my feet. And the energy of the crowd and like, I just, I got to run through neighborhoods, like yeah. my own neighborhood right by my house and like places I never used to get to run. And I ended up like trailing the 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 half the women winner of the whole marathon. So oh she was gosh. already running the whole marathon. Yeah. I was coming in the second half. Yeah. But like I saw her pace and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna keep up with her. Oh I wanna like go meet her, you yeah. know. So I really like I think I passed in front of her, but like I ran like under six thirty pace. Oh my gosh. So like I have no idea. Like sometimes the energy of the race day, you have no idea. So I think the Absolutely. best thing is just to focus on enjoying the process, enjoying the training. Um, enjoying just finishing right yeah. and that's where you know we don't need to talk about you know how to get an edge too much because at the end of the day if you're if you're that concerned you're probably not in the right sport like you, exactly. it's not yeah. for you yeah I mean why do it why do something and do it illegally when you can just do it and be proud of it? like how can you how can you be proud of yourself for doing so well if you're not doing it the right way that makes sense like it's like cheating right right you know it's well i mean that's like a whole other topic about you know i mean in in the high level sports it's very important to uh i mean no it's it's like people's lives livelihoods at stake right and so there's a lot of pressure so you know i'm french we know all about this with the tour de france and and the cycling yeah Yeah, you know at some high level where there's so much at stake you know you can't even blame people anymore you know it's like just do whatever man just don't kill yourself you know like Exactly. At some point, it's almost like, who cares? Like, is it really? Like, I don't even. We don't even talk too much more about it. But um, at the end of the day, it does. It does highlight how you know running is really for the joy of it and for um, just doing it. Like, yeah. just do it. Do you know it's it's interesting because how long have you been running for? Well, I say uh, it really was. You know, I, I was a soccer player, a little bit of basketball, but lacrosse, just running, running. But like like most people, it wasn't until. Like some friends, uh, like one close roommate of mine in college was a runner and yeah, like he, like I could start running with him and then even my brothers are starting to get into it as they are in college. Like in college, people start to start to do it, tinker with it. And then once they hit, um, the workforce, they start doing it just, you know, they, they need to do it. So it's crazy because I, like, I don't know if it's the same for you, but I feel like it's almost addicting. Like if I, like when I run like long distance, if I don't run the next day, I'm like, oh my gosh, something's missing. Like I have to oh, yeah. go run. Like it's almost a part of you. It becomes like you're addicted to it. And if you don't run, it's like, I got to go run. Like I got to have this like feeling again. And um, I love that. Like I just love that. Even like days when I'm tired, you just get out and then you feel so much better afterward. Like I just love, love that. It's, a, it's just like yoga or meditation. It's an, it's an addiction. It's one of the best addictions. Right, You're yeah. in control of it. Uh, and that's why more people need to maybe or need to. I mean, they. It, I just that's my goal actually. It's just like motivate more people to experience the joy. And it usually starts with run clubs, right? Because yeah. run clubs are have a celebratory aspect of it where it's a party. You end at a bar. Like you get Absolutely. to meet new people and there's always different pace groups. You know, like no one's noticing you. And the hardest part is usually getting started and Absolutely. also running by yourself. 
And so a lot of people haven't gotten into running because of those things. Uh, and so run clubs kind of just put you around fast track to like experiencing that thrill. Yeah. And then also getting that that joy at the end of celebrating with friends. And that's why run clubs are huge. And, and you know, I love to promote them as much as possible. And um, there's just so many great ones in Chicago. And, and that's kind of how we met. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. When I first moved to Chicago, I did the same thing. I joined a bunch of clubs. And then uh, I met a lot of people that way. And then it was just amazing because I got to know the city as well. And then, um, and then from there, obviously, I started joining more, like, teams that do, like, structure training together and so yeah it's just it's a good way of meeting people and getting to know the city and yeah, yeah so it's so yeah i mean this lakeview run club like like sometimes 100 members like i can see that being bigger but also different pockets different yeah. other groups could be bigger as well you know and um what do you think is stopping more people from running i think sometimes people get a little bit of you know just speaking to a roommate you know i think he's it's not about they can't do it because i feel like at the end of the day we're all born to run you know, you, yeah. there's no way you can't do it. But some people fa feel intimidated, like, I can't keep up with the space. I can't run with right. you. And I get that a lot. For example, I ask someone to run, like, I can't run with you. There's no way. I'm like, you don't understand. I run slow on my slow days. Like, I really yeah. do run slow. And whatever your pace is, I run your pace. Because, you know, even if I'm going, like, 10 miles per hour, you know, like, 10-minute pace or 9, I mean, I'm still running. Like, the action of, like, getting out and moving, like, that's all you need okay. and I think sometimes people need to know that it's okay no matter what pace you are no matter who you are what you look like like you just have to start somewhere and it just gets easier as you go um, I mean I started with an 8k and now I'm like obsessed with like the miles and the marathon so yeah. uh, just gonna have to start somewhere and you have to like I don't know just appreciate what your body can do and just give it that credit like let it just go through it and just see what happens yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's great for uh, you know body fat percentage and, and just being and it's an easy running sport. off running off your meals and enjoying more yeah. awesome food and but being you, able to enjoy it without any guilt or like yeah. <laughs> you know food is energy food is uh, absolutely something you 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 know you eat you gotta work it you know like, yeah. <laughs> you can, but you know it's it's also like running is such an easy sport because no matter where you travel in the world. You don't need a gym. You don't need to figure out. Like you just need a pair of shoes, shorts, t-shirt, yeah. and you just go out and run. And I actually love when we travel that you know you experience like you go and see new places and you know you just run around the town. And I love that. Like I just yeah. really really enjoy that. So that's my thing. Uh, I last summer because of COVID there was cheap flights. Yeah. So I was hopping like every city a different weekend, like fifty dollar flights, twenty five dollar flights, like ridiculously. And I basically would get to know a city in like 24 hours by like, you know, museum hopping, bar hopping, awesome. event hopping Saturday, and then doing a Sunday morning long run. So I was doing like half marathons in Dallas, like in, uh, in, in Vegas, like random places. That's I was awesome. running all over the town and just experiencing like, wow, like I know the city because I just ran yeah. all over it. Yeah. And yeah. that's like such a cool thing you can do when you travel. Um, so yeah, I mean, speaking of, uh, running so Chicago kind of lit that fire in you and um and then you were doing some marathons and I saw that it was in Houston where you qualified for Rio Rio yeah. de Janeiro 2016 summer games and you were like was it like 44 seconds under the qualifying yeah. time yeah and you probably knew that right like you were know, you hustling was, like crazy were you like was it a thrill like no other when you it when, was to me that race it was one of my from all the races that i've done it was one of my favorite races because i felt like it was such a um it was one of those things where i went against everyone telling me that it's not gonna happen and i did a race because i truly mentally has set myself to do it and it was like my olympics um because before i think it's a little like backstory before leading to houston um i had run i used to be like a 301 marathoner and then I did Chicago Marathon in October that year, 2015, and I ran 246. And then from there, I, there was the Beirut Marathon in November. So that was like not even a month apart. And I was like on my like runner high. I mean, I had dropped from like 301 to like a 246. I was like, I'm going home. I'm gonna like run the, the Beirut Marathon. And that marathon in Beirut is like one of my favorite because it's like my home country like I just love going there so I went there and I was like 
you know, I don't know what I'm going to do because I've never been in the two like hours marathon. I was always been at three. So I need to like prove myself that I belong in the two forties. So sure enough, I go to Lebanon, different course. It was like 70 degrees, like hot, you know, it was just brutal, but ran the marathon there in 248. And I was like, oh my gosh, now here I am. I belong in 240. Right, that's a big club. And so from there, everybody's like, hey, Shreen, did you know if you run sub 245, you can go to Rio? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do this when? And they're like, you have to do this before your deadline is April 2016. So I had January, February, March, April. And so I remember on the plane, coming back from Lebanon to Chicago, I was sitting there like emailing my coach. I still have the email and I was like, this might sound really crazy, but I want to do the Houston marathon. And he like replied back to me. He said, Shreen, this is like third marathon back to back. Like you did October, November, and you want to do one in January. And so I replied back saying like, yes, I definitely want to do it. I think I can do it. I don't want to train in Chicago in the, in January, February. Like I just do not want to do that. Cause he's like, yeah. we were contemplating going to Europe and doing uh, April, like Rotterdam. So I was like, I don't want to do that. And uh, everybody that I knew, everybody's like, Shreen, you're on like the runner's high. There's no way you're gonna go in January and then PR at Houston. It's just not possible. You just did two marathons back to back. And between November and January, every run that I did went terrible. Like, I'm not joking. I would go out, I'd do a tempo run, a six mile tempo run. Couldn't even hit like, you know, 640 or, and I had to be at like 620 or so and that I couldn't even do it. And I remember coming and Ronnie's like, how was your run? I'm like, terrible. Like I would cry. I'm like, that was so awful. I don't know if I could do this. Uh, but I still, I was like so committed to run that 245 because everybody else told me that's not going to happen. So went to Houston and did that 244 and qualified to uh, Rio. It was like, I just could not, I mean, literally I was like, Crying Crying. to finish. I was like, how do you even have like tears left after after a marathon? I don't know, but I was just like, it was like one of those moments. I'm like, I could not believe I did it. You know, like when everybody else said to me, "You're crazy for doing another marathon." So that was like amazing, just doing back to back. And you know, taking looking back, to me that was like really taught me a lot about myself because it's amazing what you can do with your mind that your body can just like follow. Mm. Like training didn't go well. But then on race day, I was so focused and committed that I was like, I'm doing this today. Like, there's no out. I'm here for this. Yeah. It's and mind so, over matter. You yeah. Know? And yeah, the, the and mind I truly is believe inc- that. Yeah. I really do. You know, the brain is an incredible specimen. can block out a lot of stimuli. And, 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 you know, there's so many stimuli it's like aware of, receptive to that, like, it's really a filter. And, and sometimes you just have like that, that game winning clutch filter yeah. that just like, gets you laser focused yeah and and i think like what you know sometimes a lot of people train but then why i feel like the people that are really succeed are the one that really have that mental you know just focus and are able to kind of go with it and block everything else and just focus on their goal and the more i like run the more i learn that about myself i'm like it's truly it's like i truly 100 percent believe in that it's physically yeah you could get fit and everything but if you don't have that mental you know, edge or whatever you call that to get you there, you can't get there. So yeah, it's a mental, uh, it's a mental game. Um, just like is yoga and tennis. I love playing tennis just to kind of like, uh, I do it after yoga and it's like just a big mental game. Like how focused can I be? How, uh, you know, how respectful of the opponent? Cause you're like, he's, there's a person you're playing and like, can you go a whole game with like only loving thoughts of your opponent? Yeah. Um, whenever, you know, the brain is always just like, it's just like, it's great watching it in those moments. And, and running is just one of those things where, yeah, there's a reason, you know, kids have a hard time running far, yeah. you know, it's the just focus. like the brain, um, you know, I don't want to say it peaks at, you know, run, when the running peaks, but kind of, you know, it, it takes a strong brain to focus like well, that. But yeah. And plus when you're a kid, I feel like you get so distracted by everything else that you're just, your mind's shifting from one place to another, um, but yeah, like I'll give an example of this last, yes, on Saturday, yesterday, I had a 23 mile long run. The first 11 being at 640, the second 11 being at 550. And I was, I mean, it was so hot and humid. Even like my socks were like just soaked. It was disgusting, but it was like, I was so sweaty. Like I was sweating terribly. 
and um, my husband was on the bike and I remember I did the first four miles from that 11 and I was looking at him I'm like I can't do this I'm like I can feel my like my feet are wet I can hear them like my shoes are when I have blisters like I was just struggling like mentally I was just like I can't I couldn't focus and um, I had old teammates that literally just ran by and they start yelling they're like come on we're doing you know like a 555 pace and I was like struggling like to do a 620 and it was like 615 and I was like just falling apart and I started running with them for the next five miles just did like a 549 550 and I'm like how did that how you know how like you're able to shift that way from I'm dying <laughs> like I'm struggling and then to just be able to like go back and hop with someone but it's amazing what like surrounding yourself with the right people and just pushing you and just blocking everything else and just follow yeah. how, mu- how much it does to you like how much it changes you yeah being around people who uh you know who challenge you or, or who are just better than you like it's i that's why i love run clubs because there's usually always someone like faster than me yeah. and you know that's it's always great to surround yourself with people that you admire or people that are better than you um and that's kind of one of the key to life is to never cease to throw yourself in those situations like Absolutely. if you ever feel like like you can't improve or you're done learning things like just take a class a random class throw yourself in like an improv class or acting class yeah and just like you'll be humbled but yeah. then you will like you know you'll be learning and growing and and you know life will not seem so boring anymore right because i've had people say oh i'm done i'm done traveling i'm done learning i'm you know i'm throwing in the towel and i'm like Come on, like your city itself has so much to explore. There's always a room to learn, always, always. That's why we do these art walks uh, at least once a month. We go to a district and it's always incredible to see the effect it has on people to be walking with uh, like a family almost, like that people you just met. And then rather than it just be a a meet at a bar where you just sit there and talk, like we move around the neighborhood, take pictures of the art, talk to all the locals. um, And we did it in Hyde Park and like by the end of it, like, People would like hug me and be like, oh my God, thank you so much for doing this. I'm like, it's just like an art walk. Like I, I do it because I like exploring with friends and, yeah. and meeting new people. So it's like, I get intrinsic value, but it's like, yeah, this room for a lot more of that. Like exploring your city and, um, you know, throwing yourself in more situations. So, Absolutely. Um, but yeah. yeah, back to Rio. So you qualified for Rio. Does like Lebanon like reach out to you right away or like, what's that like? So I feel like Lebanon always you know they know of me they know that i'm training they know i live here and so every time like they follow my marathon and and as soon as i qualified you know they were just like that's it like we're booking a ticket you're going to rio i mean i could not believe it like i just told my family my family actually all came to rio um my mom and dad and my sister they all came to watch me so that was like an experience that i will never truly never forget you know it was just it almost felt also like i was going to a vacation because with skiing, I'm always like packing six pairs of skis, yeah. like three just, pairs of holes. Bringing the bikini to Rio. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, <laughs> only a pair of shoes and like, you know, my buns and my crop top. Like, this is flip flops. Like, where are we going? Like, it just felt, it's hard for me to really feel nervous about it because I was so excited and it felt like a vacation. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was. I've been wanting to go to Rio. That's like the one, no, nah, there's many, but that's like the one city that's eluded me just because it takes like a red-eye flight yeah. for some reason they're always red eyes they yeah. don't do like yeah. a morning flight from miami it's always red eye so i haven't been yet but it's like probably one of my next trips and uh i speak spanish very well now so it's like i mean like should i learn portuguese just so i can go to rio <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i'm sure they'll they'll speak spanish over there did you find that people because you speak yeah. spanish or no no i don't, don't? i speak uh, so i speak french and arabic yeah, um, yeah. but everybody speaks english there and it was everybody was friendly and you know just very helpful and it's funny because i always used to laugh because as soon as you hear they hear music it's almost like they just stand up and they start dancing it's like this automatic thing like it's just really cool to watch it yeah. like you know, with everything going on, they just kind of like get up and like start <laughs> dancing. And I was like, this is so cool. I love like, it. I'm going to go for carnival, actually. I mean, you know, hopefully there is one or it's fun uh, next year. But the next fun carnival, I'm going yeah. to be there. Everyone told me they just oh, it's, it's can't amazing. miss it. You, it's have you been there during carnival? Um, I have not, but I've seen, um, sad to say, but I was in New York and it was like the Brazilian fest. <laughs> but like you can see, like you can, you can tell from the people what kind of vibe yeah. they have. And you can tell they're just so like just happy. Like colorful, happy. They just want to like enjoy life, and I love that. So yeah, 
So did you notice any big differences besides that one feels like more of a vacation and it's warm? Yeah. Is there any, like in terms of the, how, how it's organized, uh, is there any big differences between uh, the Winter Olympics and the Summer Olympics? Um, so yes and no, because I felt like, so I felt like in the Summer Olympics, first of all, we traveled more and like saw different events. Like we saw Michael Phelps, like when he won and things like that. But I feel like in the winter, they separate us a little bit more. So the skiers are more in the mountains and like mm. everything else, like ice skating and things that I also love watching. They were a little bit farther away. So it was like two, you know, an hour and a half or two hours by bus, which was kind of annoying that to have that separate. But if you have to have the skiers up in the mountains, yeah. you can't like, and um, the summer Olympics were all together. And I love that yeah. so much. Like it's a big complex, right? Or they, they build like the Olympic village, right? Yeah. And I, cool. I mean, even when you're a skier, you're up in the mountains, you're, surrounded by like the bobsledders and like the skiers and you know just everything that is in the mountains and so yeah you're surrounded by all those athletes like you go to the gym and you see everyone like you're just like this is incredible like i'm with the top like athletes of the world just in one big gym like everybody's just incredible in here there's no like someone's doing half like half workout no everybody like knows exactly wow. what they're doing i can only imagine that's just incredible i mean in sports, for example, there's like always like, oh, the All-Star Game or the Pro Bowl or and then players kind of get to hang out with other greats or uh, even just like, you know, I guess to have that many different athletes who are so laser focused and have, you know, they're not just there for them. They're there for the country, you know, yes. and they, they have a certain passion from carrying that flag and, and honoring their country and their family. It's, it's I can only imagine. I, I would probably... I will never be there, so I can't, I can't like, say, know. oh, you know, you someday, know. you know, I'm going to, maybe I'll, like, I'll get into the ping pong or something, you know? Yeah, you never know. Maybe you're there for, like, media or what something, What about pool? You know? Pool, billiards? Nah. Yeah. Maybe. But uh, who knows? But, uh, no, that's, like, a feeling that I'm, I'm not so sure I'll ever get to be able to work out at a gym with all those people. So that's just, like, incredible to think about. Um, yeah, that was, like, one of the things, like, you really, or, like, you're sitting there in the cafeteria and you're eating and, you know, there's just athletes that you watch on tv they're sitting right next to you and they sit down and you eat and they're like what are you what are you eating like should i be eating like you like wow this is crazy <laughs> you know but it's just like really nice to see honestly that they are the same as everyone else you know they're not like superheroes they're just the same as all of us and yeah. they just work hard and just like really cool to see that yeah stars align and and they just you know became the best yeah uh, so did you learn any new techniques or things uh, when you were at Rio? Um, Running-wise, you mean? Everything. Life-wise, you know, diet-wise, anything you learned from others? Well, first, for me, for the marathon, I did not have uh, water bottles out there, which everybody else did. Um, and that was my mistake. I was like, oh, yeah, nutrition. Because <laughs> I was like there with my, like, I figured they have water bottles on the, yeah. on the course, but... You know, everybody else is there is elite. Like, they're just all elite. So they all had their water bottles set up, which I didn't. Um, so I was kind of like, oh, that was my biggest mistake. Because I remember running, thinking in my head, could I ask someone for water? Like, I was so thirsty. Um, but otherwise, I think, you know, from every Olympics, you learn just, you know, at the end of the day, you're just, you belong there. And that's something that you should kind of keep telling yourself. Because... Every, like, the first Olympics, I went there, I was, like, so intimidated, and I'm, like, I don't know if I should be here, like, everybody else is so great, mm. but then you slowly, like, kind of learn that, no, I I belong here, like, I made it here, so I should be here, you know? Right. Those are the things kind of, like, run through your head, and the more you go, the more you become, like, confident, and so, yeah. Nice. So, within all this, uh, all this running, yeah. you actually have another job too, right? Do you, I do, yes. What was your job? So, I work as the chief of staff for a, a healthcare startup company. And it's kind of a crazy, you know, it's everybody's like, oh yeah, you work from 8 to 5. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. Like, I'm always on. I'm always working. Like, you know, on the weekend, there's always like an hour or two that I work. So, uh, it never stops. And how do I balance all of that? I honestly just like i can like it's not like i control my schedule but i running is part of what i do and so if i don't run like i just something something will be off so i get up in the morning i do my run i work all day and then i just somehow if i have another run to do in the afternoon i just get out and uh, some days i'm like extremely tired and i have i'm not in the mood but as soon as i start like mile or two and then i'm 
just like I'm like so glad that I went out because like I clear my head mm. and um, when we used to go to the office I used to run with a backpack so every morning I run with my backpack to work and then I shower at work and then I go upstairs work all day and then around 5:30 or so I go back down change my clothes and run home so instead of taking the L and waiting for 20 minutes yeah. I would run so really efficient in your it was awesome schedule. it worked out so well so I think like always if you fit it in, it just works. There's, you always have time. Right. Because people are like, I don't have time. How do you have time to do it all? I'm like, you have time. Yeah, I was thinking the other day, like, you is, is it time. selfish to run marathons? Because it's like so much time. That if you even talk about ultra marathons, yeah. how much time? And it's all, you could say it's all about you, but like, how do you handle that? Do you ever get like thoughts of like, this is selfish? Do you ever get that? Not really because, so... I don't know, like, why would it be selfish? Because well, sometimes it just takes so much time, and it's all—it's kind of all about you, right? But at the same time, you are an example that it's not. Like, you're honoring your country. You're, um, you know, potentially you're honoring. Um, but what else would I be doing if I wasn't like? The way I look at it is this way: like, Ronnie plays tennis, or he—if he wants to go for a run, I like run with him. So if he wants to go for an hour, I run. If I have a, uh, ninety minutes, we'll run together for an hour, and I just finish the thirty. I'm like. You go home, shower, by the time you finish, I'll be like right there. Yeah. And so it works out great. And when I used to go back and forth to work, instead of waiting for the L, I run. So, you know, like for him, I'm going well, to work. You are the example of like, okay, that was one of my stupidest questions ever. Because like <laughs> you're holding a full-time job, helping a startup, and you're training for marathon. So like, yeah, at the end of the day, if you were a full-time marathoner, at some point you could be like, um, you know, what is, who am I helping? Am I inspiring any, any youth maybe into run? Oh, or, yes, that's very if true. You, if you're really, if you're not having a job that you contribute to the world, you do start doubting yourself with Absolutely. a lot of your self-care techniques, Absolutely. right? And that's where, uh, you know, it's important for, uh, <laughs> I was getting off, way off topic, but like, yeah, I mean, unemployment just like sucks. Like, so I, I used to think sometimes it was good just, you know, someday universal welfare is give yeah. people money, but People need purpose, you know, Absolutely. to live. And they, otherwise, the self care gets empty and, and and loses some of its beauty and its luster and its and its, uh, and its good intention. I mean, at, at the end of the day, self care and, and exercise and it's okay to spend almost like most of the day doing that, as long as you're contributing somewhere I totally in the world. Agree. I totally you know? agree. And I think like, you know, then like even me, like I run now, but people are like, so what? Like, where are you going? Where is it going after? Like. Yeah, you go. To, you went to Olympics. Like, isn't it enough? Like, you need another one. But I think at the end of the day, it's not about being selfish. It's just because I know in Lebanon, I'm in, inspiring a lot of like the young people to run, and um, I get so many messages sometimes. Like, oh my gosh, I saw you, and I was so inspired. Like, I love that. Like, I love that so much. And when people ask me, like, hey, can you come and do a run with someone? I'm like, yes, I'll be there because to me, it's running. It's not just about you it's about like inspiring others and letting others just kind of you know see what you're doing and be like oh i want to be like this i want to like i want to be able to dream and live and i love that you know so uh being able to help others that way to me it's so important you know yeah you never know the effect it can have just to smile at someone like on the lakeshore trail like i totally you just smile at someone and, and and make their day and help them lift their head up a bit more i mean that's what I realized too is like in running there's so much energy you can draw if you just lift your head up and, and look people in the eyes smile at them look at signs notice cool things kiss the sun yeah and yeah. like it's so different I see runners sometimes just head down and it's just like oh they're done they need help yeah. they need someone to like yeah I wish they could go over there and just like lift their chin up you know yeah. but that's like, probably but not honestly, it's cool. very true like even me like when I'm running on the path and someone's like when in person they pass by they're like hey nice pace i mean it just feels so good to hear that you're like i don't know you i'm totally struggling but the fact that you just said that just made my day like it was awesome and um again like i get same thing like a lot of messages some someone like randomly sometimes i don't even notice and like i would smile at someone or I'd give them a thumbs up or and um i got a message like oh my god like thank you for it was so nice i saw you on the path like I saw you smile at me like it's so cool like I know about you I've heard about you like it's really nice like be okay be open like you know enjoy enjoy what you do yeah. and um, you know I it's funny because I switched teams from I used to be in a in a team here in Chicago and then I decided to kind of like just do a little bit something on my own and just kind of find myself um, I was 
the coaching and everything was great i was just personally like struggling to find motivation and then to find that like edge so i decided to just kind of separate myself and really like put myself in a position where it's just me doing what i like love to do without having like the pressure of Mm -hmm. the outside like teammates like or being very competitive like i started kind of putting myself down like why am i not as good as this person you know and so i separated myself and um my current coach he one thing he said to me when he saw me he said train every run you do i want you to find the beauty in it Mm. and so it's something before every run i as i'm tying my shoes he told me to do that just say repeat yourself say isn't that beautiful like really say it out loud to yourself like three times mm. and then just go for a run and then just enjoy everything else that is around mm. you. i and like dedicating my runs to somebody yeah yeah and it's and like it seeing their smiling face yeah. and then, yeah and just like it's it's a chance to go around and and love like just spread love you know Absolutely. on your runs yeah. you know like yeah. literally just like kiss the sky non-stop yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're feeling good you exactly. know exactly so uh, yeah so uh some people I've, I've had friends tell me oh i i would run but i really just can't find a pair of shoes that i like or that were, that i feel good in like what, what's your shoe that you like so i'm a big fan of nike always been um i love their shoes and i think they have done a lot of shoes that fits a lot of people um they have you know the one with the cushion you know just a lot of protection for your easy runs and like obviously the race shoes that you use for your fast runs so it just depends you know some sometimes like the nike shoe might not be you know fits your foot um my advice is like if you do go to a running store like do test them out put them on run on a treadmill um Mm. You know, and now they have the all stores. They have this policy: we can try the shoes for you know a week or two, mm. and then if you don't like them, come and exchange. And um, Nike is so good at that. I'm not sponsor or anything. Like I yeah. just, um, but you, yeah, do, you do say just do it a lot, though. I, I just, just do, do it. it. I just <laughs> yeah. So you know, is just find the shoe that fits you best. You know, go to a store and run on a treadmill uh, and try it out, and yeah, I'm sure a, you find something that fits. It's you. interesting. Yeah, I I love. Uh, I love Nike. I always did when I was a kid. I, I, I wear a lot of Under Armour sometimes, like these shorts. Yeah. I run in these Under Armour shorts. I like them. And then I have I found these Asics that uh, they stopped making, but called like the Canmai. And uh, literally, they're they're one of the lightest shoes like that are sold. And they have like the mesh top where it's comfortable, yeah. breathable, and then just the right amount of cushion where I can feel the ground on my toes. I really yeah. like like really bouncing off the toes yeah. when I run and feeling the ground which I can't do in like a thicker, more complicated shoe. Uh, but interestingly enough, I was like, they were literally about to tear and there was holes in them. And I was like, I bought other shoes I didn't like, some other brand. And uh-huh. then I was like, you know what? I'm going to run the marathon in these shoes all with holes in them. And I was like, you know, that's going to be pretty badass. Like I are ran the really, marathon. Are you really going to? But then my dad was like, hey, you should probably like just do another one last search, see if they're anywhere out there. And I looked and they were on eBay. Oh, wow. Some one guy in Germany decided to put them out there. That's awesome. And I got like the last pair that exists, like in my size. So now I'm like, yeah, I've, I've, I'm not, tr- I'm not running the marathon in like shoes with holes. So, yeah, well, that's know, good. Yeah. Get off my high horse, but uh, <laughs> I, I still have my favorite shoe that I'm hoping Asics will bring back. Maybe re- rename it, rebrand it. But you should send them an email and yeah. let them know. No, I, I, I'm gonna be talking with a lot of these brands soon. Uh, gonna find a sponsor for the. The whole country of role models, right? So someone's going to want to sponsor that, right? Because yeah, you know, at the end know. of the day, you are amazingly you live very near me, and you know, I, I never <laughs> would have known. But uh, there's just so many good people in the community, and when we look up to them and hear their stories, um, we grow. We grow ourselves, and just by listening, you know. And I guess that's the goal of every podcast: is that if you actually listen to a full episode, you'll be inspired because you listen to someone who is passionate, and you heard about some good habits. Um, speaking of that, you've already shared so much and I always say that, but what's another good healthy habit you have that people can emulate? Um, don't let like, you know, life just take it, you know, you'll hit a lot of bumps along the way and no one said life is easy, but like, you don't have to stress about it. You know, there are days where it's just not your day, you know, just make the best out of it and learn from it and move on. And I will say like to people try to be okay of like forgiving mm. and just be able to forget forgive and move on yeah. and i think if you hold you know kind of 
grudge on people and just kind of always like oh she said he said it's just mm. get away from all of that yeah you know life is too short we're all trying to make the best out of it and just go with what feels right and be good and be kind mm. to others and just yeah. spread that and no hate just love yeah so. forget and forget works really well when you keep pushing into new things right so Absolutely. that's where if you just keep taking action even on those days like i had a day where randomly i woke up at like 3 a.m and i couldn't sleep and um it was a really tough day to get through but um you know what i made an adjustment so every time i have a moment like that a, a drop in the vibe i have a folder in my phone called uh it's like new life chicago adjustments yeah and then i'm constantly redesigning my uh like my robot like schedule in my week like mondays i do this fridays i do this oh mondays at this time do this instead like i basically I, i'm basically like programming myself as a robot yeah. to, and I, I have a note in my phone so like say there's a monday where you uh, you didn't get sleep. Well, then you go like, hey, why? Why did that happen? Um, turns out, all right, little secret, my chili, <laughs> today wasn't that spicy, but sometimes <laughs> sometimes Tom Brady's not wrong. Like, if you if you eat nightshades at night too late, and we ate pretty early today, so it was yeah. fine, but I had my chili, like, last Sunday, and it was at, like, 9, 9.30, because I was doing some other event, and um, I was so tired from my long run that usually I go and walk off the chili, which is another trick, and I go yeah. play some pool at the bar, um, but this time I was so tired. I was like, I'm just going to go to sleep. And then lo and behold, I wake up at 3 a.m. And I'm like, it's too late to take melatonin. And <laughs> ah, I, I, this sucks. Like I, I have to wait for the sun to rise another three hours. And like, it was really painful. Um, so no, I learned my adjustment is always have one or two melatonin after the chili, uh, just, just to yeah. handle that and make sure you stay asleep. And then Another one of my previous adjustments, which I didn't respect, was just to walk off the chili. Yeah. And that's a, something I tell every guest is like, you know, it might be worth taking a melatonin tonight. If it was a very just activating good. conversation, <laughs> you shared a lot about yourself. Um, and that's, you know, I mean, there's many more awesome people um, lined up here. We're going to interview a lot, like probably 10 more people in this season in Chicago. Um, are there any people in Chicago you truly respect, admire? I'm sure there's so many. And this is something that people are like, oh, you should have given me more time to think about it. But I think... There's got to, I mean, I usually, my head jumps first to like restaurants I'm addicted to or like, yeah. um, you know, run like acti weekly activities, people I love in those. So what does your head jump to first? Like people in Chicago that could be on the podcast? Um, you know, I think like, I don't sometimes like just people, like how we adjust through day to day. I mean, it's amazing to hear what some people do. Um, there's a lot of times like also like going back to running, I see some people running at like, 8 a.m. or 4 a.m. in the morning, they sometimes people are running on a path and I always wonder why are they running so early? Like, I have an excuse. Like, I have to go either to the airport or something going on, but like, those people that are out there running or like running at 9 p.m. when I'm just driving on Lakeshore Drive, why are they running so late? You know, <laughs> I always wonder what is their story? You know, and they could be nurses, they could be doctors. Oh, yeah. Like, I just don't know, but like, they must be doing that for a reason. Like, they have a, they're either artists and they find like a, they're on a weird sleep schedule or like, either they're really just unselfish people like doctors are the most unselfish people like yeah. my two both my sisters and i don't know how they do it i yeah. can't imagine and because uh, it's such a sacrifice and they we talked about this before but they get kind of thrown into it because they love biology and they love people yeah and then suddenly they're studying biology and then like oh what are you gonna do next and then it's like they just get drawn into into being Absolutely. doctor and then they're suddenly you know they're pretty much saints and like sacrificing their life for everybody and I really respect it, but at the same time, Shereen, you gotta have like a favorite uh, favorite restaurant that you guys go oh, to with the gosh. husband. Chicago or... is like a known place for you know, like if you're a foodie, that's you're in the right place. So yes, there's a lot of like restaurants that we enjoy going to. What's one to of your and... favorites? Oh gosh, I love Summer House. Have you been Summer there? Summer House, yeah. yeah, over there um, in Lincoln Park. It's really cool. I love the vibe there. I just love how it's always. It just makes me happy when I go walk in there. Just love the colors. The and... LA vibe. Yeah, I don't know what it is. You know, it's it's just. I don't know it's there's this giant yes on the wall i don't know if you've been there uh it's just like so positive when you walk in there it's just vi like color like mm. white i just love that i'm a huge white like colors i love oh, yeah. it has to be white so um but yeah so i don't know i mean there's so many good restaurants i can't even go on like and then ronnie and i obviously eat lebanese food um i'm sure people probably don't know lebanese food very well but we always go to lebanese town pick up some food from where's there. lebanese town it is, uh, it's um, kind of like by La Lawrence and just that area, a little bit more okay. north. 
but they have really, really good food. What's the know? best one? Oh my god, try it out. Uh, there is a place called Kababi, Kababi. and then there's another one called Samirami. Those are really good places. But I feel like if you have Lebanese food, we need to have it together. We need to. I, I want us to do like, we'll do like a double, yes. whatever. I'll, I'll bring a friend. Exactly. And I want to do it with you because I, I, Lebanon, something about it. I've met great people from there and I've heard that it's very California-like with the it climate. Is. Yeah. Um, and I just, it's all, if I'm going to go travel that side, next place is probably going to be there. I'm going to do an Africa trip. I haven't really been to Africa, but uh, I didn't want to go so bad. And yeah, I want to, we'll do some cuisine. We'll, yeah. we'll try it out together. And, all right, uh, next time I'll order the food and then you can try it. So that way you can like get to try it and I'll tell you what it is and yeah. stuff like that. And we can like really taste good. a bunch of different like platters yeah. and stuff. But yeah, I mean, Chicago with food, you can't go wrong. And then like, you know, if people want to visit, like my first thing to think about is um, the architectural tour. Have you done that one in the boat? Yeah, that's one of the first things I did. Yeah. Um, but I really like to do it at night for some reason. Oh, yeah? I don't know what it is. I did kind of romantic a little bit. I mean, the lighting in Chicago is pretty good. Yeah, amazing. This... I did it like twice in the morning, like daytime, like 3 p.m. But then I did the evening one. It was just like, that was to me, it was like perfect okay like i don't know just going at night and like the calm water and like all the buildings around you i just love that about the city but yeah but there's so many activities to do as, as well here so yeah. like the kayaking and stuff like that so. yeah i know it's a special town you know we're, we're so blessed to live here and to have uh we're free from hurricanes here as well that's so. true that's true <laughs> it can't come get us in the midwest that's uh, true so it's gonna be an exciting summer and i really thank you for joining and yeah. yeah, can't wait to enjoy more friendship. Exactly, yeah. Thank you so much for having me today. It was awesome. No, this was a blast. This is and, like uh, favorite time of my week. And even I got to share, break bread, have a, have a nice meal. Yeah, it was amazing. It was really good. So Yeah, yeah. I'll know. let you know tomorrow if I don't sleep well. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> no, telling you right now. Sure. Take some melatonin. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, you know, maybe have a beer or two if you drink beers. But, uh, or some ice cream. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to be a big party, basically. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs>